This is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. KGVO, Missoula's News and Weather Station. Hey, welcome everybody. Glad to have you along this morning. The Tuesday, January 16th edition of Talk Back is underway. And of course, the first half hour is going to be open phones. So whatever might be on your mind, uh, time to get in Get in the queue, 721-1290. But I, I first need to tell you that Talk Back is brought to you by our great sponsors, including Gomer's U.S. Diesel Parts. No matter how cold it's been or will be, Gomer says everything you need to make sure you're rigged starts every morning. Gomer's U.S. Diesel Parts and Service, Palmer and West Broadway. Also brought to you by Phillips Janitorial. Residential and commercial cleaning with no job. Too big or small. 406-260-6617. Y-West Storage out at the Y on Two Smokes Way. For pricing and availability, do they have a storage unit for you? I bet they do. Uh, give them a call at 406-510-0590 where they're making room for you. And by Harrington Surgical Supply where the mission remains the same to restore confidence and comfort into your daily life. The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Well, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. It is a very chilly day. It's a deep and dark January. No, that's it's a Simon and Garfunkel song. Anyway, uh, that's Nick Christensen over there. Good morning, Mr. Nick. Good morning. All right, so uh, <sighs> more Disappointing NFL playoffs last night. Oh, I was thrilled. The Eagles. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, (laughs) they didn't even take it to the limit one more time. I mean, uh, that 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 was what happened. Well, I mean, Uh, after week thirteen, they've been pretty much the worst team in the league statistically. Wow. Every, uh, I mean, points against, points for. I mean, basically almost every important category, and so. A lot of people thought, you know, well, that's just because they were already kind of clinched for the playoffs. They were maybe it's just not you know, playing as hard. They yeah. were coasting. Yeah, and waiting just to turn yeah. it on in the playoffs because they made the Super Bowl last year. So people right. were like, oh, they'll just do it again. And no, they uh, they played just as bad as they played those last five weeks. And they got stomped on, which I was very happy as a Giants fan to see. So get, <laughs> get them out of there. Get the Cowboys out of there. And we just move on and uh, wait for next year. My so. goodness. No, no, uh, no grudges held there, no. ladies and gentlemen. No, no, no. <laughs> They'd say the same thing about us. I know, I know, I know. All right. Seven two one twelve ninety is our number. There was another game too, right? Yeah, the Bills beat the Steelers. They finally played that game and... That was a. Uh, it was close for a little bit, and then the Bills kind of ran away with it. So, yeah, all the all the top seeds won except for the Cowboys losing to the Packers. So, yeah, the schedule's already out for this weekend. So, so. the Eagles weren't the top seed. No, they were the five seed. Wow! Yeah. Even though they were eleven and six, and the Buccaneers were nine and eight, but the reason uh, for that is division winners uh, automatically get a home game. So. Uh-huh. The Bucks were in a pretty easy division, and so yeah, they they got to play at home, which gotcha. obviously played a role. All right, so, so we do have someone uh, calling right now. It's open phones, by the way, for this first half hour, and then of course we'll be visiting with, pardon me, Robin Driscoll, with the chair of the Montana Democratic Party, and then Don Kay, chair of the Montana Republican Party. Unfortunately, uh, Troy Downing, the uh, state insurance commissioner and uh, state auditor. Unable to be with us from 9 to 10 because of the land board meeting, which 
always seems to come up about the time we want to have. Regular day for yeah. Troy or something. So. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, we're up against a break, and I want to give Jeff plenty of time to make his point. So we're going to take a quick break. Come right back. By the way, this is open phones for the next 20 minutes. So give us a call at 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309 or, of course, through the KGVO app. Back after this. Honey, would you... Dennis Bragg with the latest forecast from the Town Square Weather Center. Mostly cloudy and cold with a high into the teens today, warming into the upper teens by afternoon as winds calm down. Snow is likely Tuesday night and lows may dip back below zero by Wednesday. Snow with one to three inches in the valley and up to a foot in the mountain passes. Snow showers will continue into Wednesday evening as cold air hangs on with a high in the low 20s. Still a 50% chance of snow with clouds on Thursday and up to an inch of additional snow expected. Hey, well, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Talk Back for this Tuesday, January 16th, and Jeff has been waiting very patiently through the break. Jeff, thanks for holding, sir. What is on your mind to start off Talk Back today? Hey, good morning, gents. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I just wanted to note that today is the second anniversary of the passing of a longtime Talk Back uh, fixture, Trapper Mike. Yes. He, oh, uh, thanks for bringing that up. Thank he, you for reminding us. Yeah. Yeah, it passed two years ago today, and so uh, I think uh, I just think it's important. You now, there's those of us of a certain age who, uh, you know, uh, contribute who don't know how much time we have left. Of course, nobody really does, but but for some of us, it's a little more uh, closer to home than others. So uh, I just wanted to uh, honor a fellow compatriot uh, in. Uh, in getting putting burrs under other people's saddles. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I, I I have all sorts of great memories of of Trapper Mike because I remember one of his one of his favorite things he'd do to shock people is I I used to sell Avon. <laughs> he was an Avon lady, and then of course he was very active uh, in the Republican Party, and he was always at the registration trying to get people to register to vote at the fair. So yeah, uh, just a great guy. I love, I love Trapper Mike. I, I actually met him a couple of times. And uh, just just a wonderful guy, right? So uh, just wanted to remember him, so that uh, I think it's important to keep memories alive. So you that bet. About it, Bob. Uh, we appreciate it. Today. You bet, buddy. Okay. Well, th- thanks for the call, Jeff. Have a great day. You bet. All right. You bet. So seven two one twelve ninety is our number one eight hundred five six eight five three zero nine. Keep in mind, at eight thirty, we'll be shifting gears into. <laughs> Pull up to politics. <laughs> Try to get that clutch fixed. Anyway, uh, and Robin Driscoll will be joining us, uh, the chair of the Montana Democratic Party. And uh, from what I understand, uh, Don K. Don Kalchmidt. Uh, Don Kay is uh, the chair of the Montana Republican Party. He's going to be with us hopefully from 9 until 9.30. Is that right? Yeah. And okay. yeah, I mean, if the, if the phones are buzzing and if Don wants to stick around, he can definitely stick around through that second half hour. Uh, he's done that before. So we'll just kind of see how it goes. But we'll uh, definitely need everyone's calls for that. Yeah, so. so I wonder what we'll talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Anyway, well, so, so, since the uh, the special session was shot down rather, uh, uh, what, rather convincingly, I guess you might say, mm-hmm. they needed, what, 75? They only got 54 people to vote for it. So mm-hmm. anyway, so they're going to have to solve the property tax problem uh, legislatively uh, in the regular session, which is going to take another year. So, Which isn't that surprising. I mean, yeah. I, I think uh, 
I think that was kind of expected. I knew we obviously heard from several people wanting a special session to try to fix this property tax issue, but it kind of just came out of came out of nowhere. But I know the big news everyone was talking about uh, over last night, and it did interrupt my football game for a little <laughs> bit. Was uh, obviously former President Trump uh, winning uh, oh, yeah. Iowa caucus, so that was big. I don't know if people have. Comments on that and uh, Ramaswamy, he was that officially actually, left the race. So. Was, was that actually news that Trump would win the no, Republican primary? No, but like I said, it interrupted my game. So I, I was like, okay, well, I mean, we, we, we know this is going to happen, but this isn't groundbreaking news. But yeah, yeah. I think he's heading to New Hampshire today, I want to say. But, actually, where he's heading uh, today is court in New York. Well, court uh, then New Hampshire. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, yeah, Victor Ramaswamy uh, fully endorsed President Trump. I know that uh, among some of the young people that he's been pretty polarizing. So, so yeah, interesting. Uh, see if people have something to say about that. Looks like Dave might. I don't know. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Give us a call. This is Open Phones. Whatever might be on your mind this morning. Uh, for the next 13 minutes anyway, before we get into politics and uh, so whatever, uh, give us a call. 721-1290. Dave, good morning. Welcome to Talk Back, sir. How are you? Yeah, good morning. You know, I wasn't surprised about what happened last night in the election cycle, but but I was surprised about some of the polls. You know, 60% of Iowans believe that Trump won the last election. Uh, I just, it's hard to believe they believe that lie. I mean, there were like five states that would have had to turn, and uh, I believe Georgia had two recounts after the election, these are hand recounts, and uh, Trump lost that state. And so how how could anyone believe that Donald Trump won the last election? I just don't understand. Well, Dave, what are you going to do? It's, it's crazy. It is totally crazy. I mean, it, you know, we talked about lies yesterday, and it, it's just amazing what people will believe. All right. Well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yes. I, I will say this. If Trump loses any elections coming up, he will scream that it was a fake election and that he really won. And that's that's a prediction. Okay. Well, well, we'll have to we'll have to see what happens. Now, okay, now, 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 now it could be it could be if if he loses convincingly, right? And there's and there's absolutely no you know, no question as to whether if it's like 10 or 12 or 15 percentage points or whatever, that that is not something anybody could fake, right? Well, leave it to Trump. I mean, <laughs> he, he uh, you know, he lied about uh, service in the military to stay, get out of it. You know, he's lied about all the all the women who who supposedly lied about his sexual attack on them. I mean, he, he, he's given to a lot of lies, so I don't put it past him. Well, I, I, I think I can make a prediction that you are not going to vote for Mr. Trump. I would <laughs> rather vote for some other Republican. Okay. I, I'll be honest with you. All right. 
Anyone but Trump. All He's right. just a pathological liar. All right. Thank well, you. thanks for the call, Dave. Appreciate it. Seven two one twelve ninety. Yeah. It, it, uh, thank yep. you. Thank you for not leaving any any uh, any gray area there. So anyway, seven two one twelve ninety is our number. One eight hundred five six eight five three zero nine. Whatever might be on your mind this morning uh, for the next ten minutes, anyway. And then we'll be visiting with Robin Driscoll, chair of the Montana Democratic Party. We're up against a break. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, 721-1290. All right, crew, let's get her dug. Honey, you want to give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember? No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. This includes natural gas and petroleum pipelines, electric, communication cables, and water and sewer lines. So before you do this or this... Make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hey, welcome back to Talk Back. It's open phones for another seven minutes or so. And I believe Steve is on the line right now. Hey, Steve, good morning and welcome to Talk Back. Uh, thanks for calling. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, uh, I had to call in when I heard Dave's uh, comments. I, you know, I while I don't disagree with him in a lot of ways, uh, you know, the people like him, our amateur historian Dave, seem to forget uh, with every election cycle about how all politicians lie to us, whether they're they have an R or a D in front of their name on the ballot. They'll say anything to get elected, including his beloved Joe Biden and other socialists that he would love to see come to power in this country. And to just simply wipe someone off as never anyone but Trump is really doing a disservice not only to his ability to think critically, but also to the country as a whole. Certainly, there are some flaws with Donald Trump. I wouldn't want my son to grow up to be anything like him. But what I will say is that what is being done to him right now is unjust. And and it's clear as day to people that it is unjust. And that's why people are coming out in droves to vote for him. Even, even people from different 
groups that historically haven't voted for him because they see the unfair treatment, the lawfare, as is, is said, that has taken place. And I would urge Dave and others like him to think critically about really what's going on in this country when we hear the president today lie about what's taking place at the southern border, what's taking place, the fentanyl crisis that's the number one cause of death for males in this country, that we think critically about what we should do as a nation and how perhaps we should think differently than maybe the dogma has taught us to think in the past. So thank you for the time, guys. Good luck. Well, Steve, thanks for the call. And uh, I, I find it really, really hard to believe that <laughs> uh, that anybody would, you know, the, the, to make Donald Trump an underdog. Mm-hmm. It is like, wow. I mean, who, who, whoever would have thunk that? You know what I mean? Anyway, what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just officially begun, you know? Yes, it has. Yeah, we're, uh, we're in so, January and yeah. We call it November's the, not that far away. Yeah, in the media, we call it the silly season. Uh, when, when it gets into, you know, politics, we've got elections coming up and it is going to be, uh, it's going to be a very impactful year where we have, uh, I was visiting with Secretary of State Christy Jacobson just the other day. Uh, she actually had people lined up. As, as, I guess they do every every time there's a, an election coming up. There are people that want to be first in line to register to run for office. So there were two people that were waiting at her door at 7.30 last Thursday when the uh, filing, did, uh, filing season began. And uh, so, yeah, everybody, uh, it just seems we, we have absolutely... Full faith and confidence when we register to run for office. Well, you also yeah. mentioned in your story that uh, she's predicting a record uh, number of candidates right. for 2024. So curious what that means. Are people fed up with how things are going, that they're finally standing up and doing something? Or is it just coincidence? Or well, well, is well, government that awesome that everyone wants to do it now? <laughs> I, well, don't, I, I don't know what's going well, on. We, we'll, we'll be talking with Robin Driscoll here in just a few minutes. But I remember the last time we spoke, uh, she said that she, as the chair of the Democratic Party, has been very, very busy reaching out, especially across eastern Montana, uh, to find Democrats who will run in those uh, districts. Uh, whether it's for the state house or the state senate, uh, they they just really really want to get as many people as possible running to uh, counteract the you know the last session's Republican supermajority. So anyway, more the merrier, I guess. You bet. So as uh, Dave is back, oh Dave is back. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, Dave, amateur historian, go ahead. What's <laughs> what's on your mind, Dave? Go ahead. Well, first of all, I'd like to say my nephew just just spent five years in prison for being part of a, a drug transfer, drug, illegal drug team. Oh, and they moved drugs from Seattle to, to Missoula and beyond. I'm sorry to hear and, that. Uh, yes. But to I'm say, wrong. you know, illegal drugs, from what I've read, 90% of them are coming in from ports of entry, from, from like L.A., Seattle, and uh, across the border legally, or, or I should say through legal ports of entry. So, I mean, <laughs> to say that the, that the illegal aliens coming in over the border, they, they, there might be a few of them that are carrying drugs, but, but most of the drugs come in from ports of entry. Well, Dave, I, to- I, I, th- I think that you, you would agree with me, and because to me, uh, uh, I, I, I think it all starts with demand. 
if 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 there was not a demand, uh, this huge, you know, uh, it just seems uh, uh, an endless void of demand for uh, for things like fentanyl and methamphetamine and cocaine and all that. If there wasn't the demand, there would not be this rush to get as much of that drug into America that is coming in right now. I 100% agree, and I think we could do a lot better job of reaching out to, to individuals and trying to convince them that, you know, even one pill could kill you. So, I mean, that's a, an issue we should deal with. And as far as the illegal aliens, we should be working harder to, to make them convince them to stay home, that coming to America is not where they should come. And uh, maybe maybe those things we could work on. You bet. But the, but the blame... One president, when this has been a problem for for as long as I can remember, is very questionable. All right, Dave, thanks for the call. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we have Robin Driscoll waiting to visit with us. She's the chair of the Montana Democratic Party. Lots of things to discuss in the coming half hour, and we'd love to have your thoughts as well. So we're coming right back after this. Dennis Bragg with the latest forecast from the Town Square Weather Center. Mostly cloudy and cold with a high into the teens today. Warming into the upper teens by afternoon as winds calm down. Snow's likely Tuesday night and lows may dip back below zero by Wednesday. Snow with one to three inches in the valley and up to a foot in the mountain passes. Snow showers will continue into Wednesday evening as cold air hangs on with a high in the low 20s. Still a 50% chance of snow with clouds on Thursday and up to an inch of additional snow expected. Okay, we are back on Talkback, and we are privileged to have with us Robin Driscoll. She's the chair of the Montana Democratic Party here on Talkback this morning. Robin, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me back. You bet, you bet. So so here we are. Uh, I had a chance to visit with Christy Jacobson, the Montana Secretary of State, the other day, and she was very excited to come and come to her office uh, last Friday, and there were, I believe, at least two or three people lined up. They got there at 7.30 to be the first to register to run for office. So it doesn't matter, uh, you know, what, what's what's happening. It seems a lot of people want to run for office in Montana. Yeah, it's exciting times, I think. Um, I think that the Democrats are energized and ready to rock and roll um, in this campaign. We have certainly been working hard on recruiting good candidates um, to run for the legislature. I think so many folks um, across the state watched the session uh, this past year, a year ago, and were just shocked by some of the things that came out of it and some of the things that were said. And so... They are energized and um, wanting to, you know, return the state to some uh, middle ground, moderate folks running. And we're excited to see how many people end up filing. They've got till March 11th. So we'll keep an eye on that for sure. So I, I know that uh, one of the things we've talked about quite a bit in our conversations with you is the, was the Republican supermajority in this last session. And, uh, I, I know that, that, that really rankled a, a lot of folks, especially those in the, in the, uh, uh, in the leadership of the Democratic Party. And so, uh, how, how do you propose to, uh, turn that around? Yeah, actually, yeah, that's a great question and I appreciate it. We have been, um, our executive director has been traveling the state and doing, uh, legislative listening tours in rural communities more than um, the, the larger communities. They have had excellent turnouts in the places that they've been. And unlike Republicans, we don't, 
you know, close, shut people out or not take their questions. Everybody is welcome to come to these listening sessions, and they have. And um, the executive director has also really, really empowered local central committees across the state and, in fact, added, I believe it's three new central committees in rural parts of the state that typically don't, you know, see a lot of uh, Democratic activity, Democratic Party activity. And so people are just jazzed and ready to go. And, um, you know, talking about a supermajority, that is not good for anybody. Um, the first, you know, I, I interned in the legislature in 1991, and there were 61 Democrats in the House and 39 Republicans. And that wasn't good either. It doesn't matter what party, a supermajority is not good. Um, we need to be able to listen to everybody, work with folks across the aisle. Um, the Republicans realized early on that they didn't need the Democrats, you know, for much of anything. And so they passed a lot of um, stuff without any Democratic support at all. So. Now, I do know one of the things you wanted to talk about this morning was uh, was health care in Montana. And so if you wouldn't mind just uh, in lieu of call. By the way, the phone lines are open if you have a question or comment for Robin Driscoll. That's the reason she's here to talk to you. And aside from just being on the radio, she wants to hear your views uh, from our listeners uh, on the phone, 721-1290. Let's talk about health care from your perspective. Go ahead. Yeah, so a couple couple things about healthcare just within the last few weeks here in Montana. Um, a leaked audio recording captured uh, Tim Sheehy saying, telling his audience that um, he wants to privatize the U.S. healthcare system. His statement was, "Our hospitals have been built around federal healthcare subsidies, and in my opinion, we need to return healthcare to pure privatization." Well. Anybody with any type of political experience knows that that is not an option and that it would be disastrous, especially here in Montana with so many rural hospitals and um, nursing homes. Um, it would raise costs on everybody um, and it would shutter rural hospitals. We've had enough, you know, rural community uh nursing homes shut down over the past year um and we, we certainly don't need to see more of that um so i think there's healthcare professionals patients um and advocates that are all calling on him to you know denounce that statement it because they recognize it would just be catastrophic for local communities here in montana well, now, um go, go and Oh, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. No, no, go ahead. no, absolutely. You agree. I, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, because I was going to. I was going to move on to uh, the state health department backlog on um, paying, like mostly nonprofit organizations, um, what they owe them in grant money. So, if you want to talk more about uh, Sheehy's statement, I'm happy to do that first, and then move on. Yeah, let's go ahead uh, because I, I'm looking this up. Uh, uh, and an outfit for, I should say, a, a website called Semaphore. And it does say a Republican Senate Rutfronter in Montana calls for returning health care to pure privatization. So, um, yeah, that I guess that, that happened at a meet and greet in Glasgow, Montana, 
Um, okay, so. thank you for that because I couldn't remember where it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I mean, I just, the other thing that I thought about, and it has nothing to do with healthcare, but what if we, you know, purely privatized airlines in the state of Montana? Well, people would not be able to travel <laughs> because um, we are heavily subsidized because of the rural nature of our state. And so um, in order for people to fly anywhere, they have to take a plane that has been heavily subsidized by the government. Um, and in Montana, the healthcare, has, it, there's no way that we could not subsidize it um, unless we want to just throw everybody, you know, all the um, low-income folks, people without insurance um, off of, you know, Throw them to the wolves, basically. Well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to read the quote uh, from this story from Mr. Sheehy. Uh, it, of course, he's not here, but anyway, he said, quote, I mean, healthcare worked before health insurance existed. Each town had a doctor. Uh, they, would, they would drive to your house, take care of you, and you'd pay him. And guess what? It worked. It worked when you actually paid a doctor for services provided. And then we started getting into this HMO insurance mega conglomerate structure, end quote. So... Anyway, that that was his um, comment. So so we're we're with, yeah, and, go yeah. ahead. And we're up against a break, but go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say I just disagree completely. Um, doctors, I don't know anybody doctors that make house calls anymore. Um, and back in the day, how they accepted maybe part of somebody's crop for payment. I don't know doctors that would do that either anymore. Or they're paid with a pig or something. You know, here's a pie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, okay, we're we're, oh. we're going to come right back. Seven two one twelve ninety is our number. One eight hundred five six eight five three zero nine. I know Jeff is on the line, waiting to visit with you. Robin Driscoll is our guest. She's chair of the Montana Democratic Party. She'll be with us all the way till nine o'clock, and we'd love to have calls from you. We'll be right back. It's obvious. Hey, we are back on Talkback. Robin Driscoll joining us this morning. She's chair of the Montana Democratic Party. And Jeff is on the line to visit with you. So, Jeff, good morning. Hey, good morning. It was very staticky on my end, so I hope that I'm clear coming through. You sound fine. I, okay, I don't, good. I can, um, they're kind of blurring. You might have to repeat the question, uh, Peter. Yeah, he hasn't asked a question yet, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, okay, how about now? A little better. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that's better, yeah. Okay, all righty. Um, so I disagree. Uh, I didn't mean to call in on this, but I disagree wholeheartedly with health care. It's proven that any time you take competition out, costs go up. And the way to drive costs down is to have competition. The only way you can have competition is with a... Uh, when it's privatized, and it used to be until health insurance came in and kind of distorted the whole market. But the reason I called is uh, about the special session that never happened for property taxes. Um, at the end of the last session, we heard a lot of talk from Democrats about uh, needing to take action on property taxes. Yet when push came to shove, uh, Democrats did not support it. I don't know the total number, but I know that in Missoula, nine Democrats voted against it out of the uh, out of the Missoula uh, county districts. So, uh, you know, I think there's a there's a supermajority right now for a reason, and I think that's because Democrats do not accurately reflect the uh, opinions of the majorities of Montana Montanans. So, um, 
I think this, the supermajority will continue until Democrats understand that uh, that they need to uh, change positions on a lot of things in order to uh, be more mainstream. So uh, what do you say to that? Yeah, so um, the, after the session, um, when, we, when Democrats in the House and Senate um, recognized that t- uh, property taxes were going to go up immensely, um, they did call for a special session at that point um, to fix, all, you know, with their own version of um, how to solve this problem and um, for the long term, not just the short term. And that was rejected. Nobody um, was interested in that. And then when the Republicans did call for the, the Freedom Caucus, folks called for a special session in no, November, I believe it was. Um, they did not get the support from either Democrats or Republicans um, when when they polled, which is what they take a vote to see if um, folks are interested in it. And neither side was interested in a special session with the um, things that the Freedom Caucus were proposing. And so that was a bipartisan effort to um, not go back into session to consider the the proposals of the Freedom Caucus. It was not just Democrats. I, I understand that, and I, I fully uh, uh, agree. And at the same time, you haven't answered the question of why the Democrats who had called for it before did not support it now. I mean, was it just a matter right. of, I, I really don't understand. What Was it a matter of timing? Was it just... Well, it was more important in the summer, but not in the winter. Um, did anything change? I, I, I really don't understand. I'd like to know why, um, if, if reducing property taxes was so important, that Democrats didn't come in on block. And that, that way they could have at least said, well, look, we came in here and tried to do it. And uh, it was the uh, our opposition who refused to support it. So um, yeah, that, that's what confuses yeah, me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So um, I think when I was talking about the the Democrats absolutely would have supported a special session. Um, But the proposal that the Freedom Caucus, but that's what I'm I'm saying. The proposals that the Freedom Caucus were bringing forward were not to um, any the Democrats satisfaction at all. And so they would, if they would have supported a special session, they would have gone in and just all voted no um, because the proposals were not anything that the Democrats were interested in in supporting. Um, so but we know how why, we know how laws are made. Is like, why would you raise taxpayer dollars to go back into session to vote no on the proposals that were being brought forward? Okay, Jeff, go ahead and ask your question. So you're, you're, I was going to say, so you're absolutely certain that. And whatever proposals uh, were in play, I don't even know that there were any, that they just wanted a special session. But we know how legislatures work. You know, there's a give and take. There's a back and forth. Uh, bills get changed, amended. The things get dropped and added. So um, I, I still, I guess I'll repeat the question. I don't know why anybody would reject an opportunity to go in and at least fight for what you wanted rather than assume, well, the evil freedom caucus is not going to let us have, have any, any progress. It's going to all be one way. So uh, we're not even going to vote for it, even though we support it. I mean, 
I just, I, I re- literally, I don't understand it. I'm, I'm confused. All right. Jeff, thanks for the call. <clears throat> Tell you what, Robin, uh, we're going to take a little break. You can come back and answer Jeff's question. And we have somebody else on the line waiting to visit with you. Only about uh, nine nine minutes left in our time with Robin Driscoll. Then we'll be visiting with Don Kay, Don Kalchmidt, the uh, chair of the Montana Republican Party. Back after this. Hi, this is... Back, 721-1290 is our number. Robin Driscoll, our guest. She's the chair of the Montana Democratic Party. Now, before we get to Skip's call, uh, any, any final words uh, for, for Jeff? Sure, just quickly. Um, you know, the, you never go into a special session without proposals in hand because that would be a complete waste of time and taxpayer money. So... We got a failed call for a special session because, it, you know, what they were bringing forward was full of tax gimmicks that didn't reduce property taxes or address um, the long-term property tax crisis. And so that is why Democrats did not vote for a special session. Um, and they look forward to working, you know, across the aisle next time to get some long-term solutions enacted. There okay. you go. <laughs> All right. Let's get Skip on the line. Skip, good morning. You're on with Robin Driscoll. Go ahead. We have about five minutes. Thank you, Peter. And I hope you can you can hear me. It sounded like a really scratchy connection this morning. You sound fine. Uh, okay. Thank you. So meanwhile, um, w- w- when I just heard Jeff talking, it was uh, he was talking about uh, w- what the reasons were for the special session and uh I remember a caller, Steve, calling in and and uh, lining them out because they were they were lined right out in an article in uh, in our Bitterroot Star newspaper. Uh, and uh, frankly, I'm I'm really happy that the legislature, uh, by voting absentee, uh, voted it down because it's going to be handled just fine with uh, consummate legislators getting together before the next session, so they have. They have uh, they have legislation that's that's ready to go. Meanwhile, uh, Robin, I wanted to ask you about uh, if there's any uh, candidates that you've been trying to round up all over the state to run for certain offices. Like, for instance, is Monica going to have any competition in the primary for Democrats? And uh, is there is there uh, is there any other candidates other than, say, Mr. Busey that's going to run for governor uh, and have a Democrat primary? Uh, I saw Mr. Busey down here in Hamilton, as I saw Monica, because they came down to have have some time with our county commissioners and ask them questions and back and forth, and it was uh, it was pretty healthy. And Mr. Busey, I I asked him three questions myself. Uh, and there was a lot of Democrats there. I'm not a Democrat. But yeah, there was a skip, lot there skip, that, skip, we're running out of time. So, yeah. Okay. So, meanwhile, is, is there going to be any other candidates? And Mr. Busey needs to learn what the what the initiatives were before the session closed, because I asked him two questions that he just did not know about the constitutional initiatives. I'll right. leave it at that and right. see what you tell me. Thanks. All right. Now, about Mr. Bussey, go ahead, uh, Robin. Okay, so I'm just I'm just going to answer um, if we have any other candidates that are going to step up in primaries, the candidates that have already filed. And um, as far as I know, I have not heard any other names surfacing um, to you know engage in a primary with either Monica Trinnell, Ryan Bussey, or Jesse um, 
Mullen, um, you know, right now I haven't heard of anybody. Uh, we have Ben Alke running for AG, haven't heard anybody. You know, and a lot of times folks look at, they just had to do their um, financial filing reports. And a lot of folks, even if they're interested, will look at that and kind of get scared off because these folks have been traveling the state and um, campaigning, you know, for the last year and raising money. And so it may intimidate somebody like, oh, gosh, they've already, you know, been doing such hard work get elected so i as far as i know right now nobody will um, file to primary any of these folks but we will know that for sure on march 11th okay we're, we we do not have time to take one more call however you, you did want to talk a little bit about the governor and the rather surprising announcement about a mansion that he wants to donate to the state so what what are your thoughts on that in about a minute and a half go ahead Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, what the heck? So he went and bought a $4 million mansion, um, which was built in the early 1900s, if I remember correctly. Um, And I know from experience the upkeep that these older buildings take. Montana Democratic Headquarters in Helena was um, built probably over 100 years ago. And just keeping that, you know, the boiler going, the, the... it's it's very expensive to keep upkeep uh, an older home like that. So before we accept this lavish expense, because he says he bought it to donate to the state when he's out of office, uh, I think taxpayers deserve to know just what strings are attached. Our you know ordinary families right now are struggling to pay the bills of the record property tax hike. What else are we going to have to pay for? What is the financial burden on taxpayers going to be? The legislature designated a pool of money for the actual governor's mansion that is already owned by the state um, to do some updating and um, some upkeep on that. And that money was not touched by Gianforte. I don't know if that mansion was just not up to uh, his standards of living or um, what the heck that was about. Robert, we we are out of time. How about some contact information in the next few seconds? You betcha. Robin at MontanaDemocrats.org. Um, or our website is montanademocrats.org. Robin, thanks so much. We'll look forward to our next visit. Stay with us. More coming up after the top of the hour. This is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. KGVO, Missoula's news and weather station. Hey, good morning once again, everybody, and welcome to our number two of Talkback, brought to you this morning by Phillips Janitorial. For both residential and commercial cleaning, nobody does it better, and no job is too big or small. Uh, their number 406-260-6617. Why West Storage out at the Y? If you need pricing and availability, here's their number 406-510-0590 because they're making room for you at Y West Storage. Also brought to you by Gomer's U.S. Diesel Parts. No matter how cold it gets, Gomer's has just exactly what you need to make sure your rig starts every single morning. Give them a call or stop by Gomer's U.S. Diesel Parts and Service, Palmer and West Broadway. And by Harrington Surgical Supply, where you can feel confident in Harrington Surgical Supply's discreet and knowledgeable surgical supplies and guidance on a multitude of products and medical supplies. 
The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Okay, we are back. It is all politics uh, this hour. We're going to go. We were on the phone right now with Don Kay, uh, Don Couchman, who is the uh, chair of the Montana Republican Party. Don, how are you? Doing great. Good morning, Peter, and uh, happy new year to everybody and happy election year. You know, it's been a while since uh, I joined you on the radio. How have you been, Peter? We, we've been just great. We've been just great. We've been missing you, though. We uh, Robin was nice, but it's nice to have the point-counterpoint going on. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm grateful to be here. Uh, you know, we kind of catch up. You know, the Grizz had a great run. So proud of those guys and Coach Houck and everything he's done there. And we've got a, uh, a cold snap going on and... Uh, it's just great to be in Montana. You know, it's a it's a big election year in Montana. Uh, I like to say this year we have the uh, last best ballot this year, and we have a chance to keep Montana Montana. And that all starts with electing Republicans. You know, now to get Republicans elected up and down the ballot this year, I want to tell you about the uh, Bank Your Vote initiative that encourages GOP voters uh, to get your vote in and make sure that your voice is heard in this critical uh, 24 election. Have you heard about that, Peter? No, I have not. Please go ahead. Oh, you bet. Well, we're looking at uh, to beat Joe Biden because we're, our country is in a horrible situation under his leadership. We're there to ju- beat John Tester and other Democrats in 2024. You know, we we as Republicans need to ensure that we bank as many votes as possible before Election Day. So let me explain really what uh, Bank Your Vote is. Um, Bank Your Vote is getting your vote in by mail, uh, in mail or early voting. You know, if you want to take your um, your ballot down to the uh, clerk and recorder, you can do that. And, uh, and also ballot harvesting, which is permitted to make sure that your neighbors and your friends are, are getting their uh, votes in. We, we need to make sure we take, uh, get everybody that usually votes on election day and get them to register to get uh, a ballot, a mail-in ballot. So to bank your vote will help Republicans winning by, you know, I don't know if everybody knows this, but in 22, up to 20% of reliable Republican voters did not make it to the polls due to weather, long lines, or other life circumstances. So banking your vote on day one ensures that uh, the Democrat counties won't overwhelm us. And with with these efforts to protect your vote in 2022, grassroots Republicans should feel more comfortable about banking your vote. We've done a lot of uh, election integrity work. We're going to continue to do that. And uh, you can bank your vote today by going to to, uh, bank yourvote.com again bankyourvote.com so we want to encourage everybody to do that let's uh let's uh go before election day us people that are uh into this let's help our other people get out there on election day so we don't have to worry about let's get that vote in make sure it's in um and uh we will win up and down the ballot if we do that all right let's get let's get mark on the line he's been waiting all the way through the break so mark what's your question for don k go ahead please Good morning, Don. I, so I have a follow-up on a question that was asked to Robin before about why the Democrats 
uh, called for a special session and then ultimately voted against it. Jeff asked that question. I think it was kind of tongue-in-cheek. It's pretty obvious what was going on, and I'd like you to comment on it. They, uh, you know, they can either go into a special session uh, voting against the supermajority, or they could go to the general election and demagogue the issue and uh, then uh, hopefully get a better stance at the next legislature. So that's pretty obvious why they voted no. Uh, how do you think the Republicans are going to handle the, the property tax situation uh, in the future if, uh, in the next legislature? Hey, thanks for the call, Mark. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Uh, so let's back up. Of course, the Democrats' strategy is just complain about everything that's going on in the state, but I'm going to talk later about what we're doing on that. As far as the uh, property tax situation, there's no doubt that we need to get some work done. Didn't get it done last session. That was a, that was a failure, you know, on our part. We need to get we need to get that done, uh, whether a special session or whatever the case may be. But we'll be there uh, less than a year from now um, in uh, Helena. We need to get this thing fixed. The good news is, though, is that Republicans pushed through and Democrats voted against it. I want to remind you of all these property rebates, property tax rebates that you got. So even though and, and, you know, it's <laughs> Democrats like to say all the taxes were raised. Well, that's not true. There's some some people that were flat. Some of them went down. Some of them went up. Um, I know my taxes went up. But the point is, is that I also got some rebates back on it, too. So they the I think the Republicans did a really good job of making sure the average Montana got uh got at least to be even for where he was and we need to push those taxes down the governor has said that our leadership has said that and we'll get that thing handled uh, as we go into the 25 session okay with that we're up against a break 721 skip is waiting to visit with you as well our guest on the phone don Kalschmidt, don k he is the chair of the montana republican party and so uh, he'll be with us at least until 9 30 so uh, the phone lines are open at 721 or 1-800-568-5309 back in a moment you want the best Dennis Bragg with the latest forecast from the Town Square Weather Center. Mostly cloudy and cold with a high into the teens today, warming into the upper teens by afternoon as winds calm down. Snow is likely Tuesday night and lows may dip back below zero. By Wednesday, snow with one to three inches in the valley and up to a foot in the mountain passes. Snow showers will continue into Wednesday evening as cold air hangs on with a high in the low 20s. Still a 50% chance of snow with clouds on Thursday and up to an inch of additional snow expected. Okay, hey, welcome back to Talk Back seven two one twelve ninety. That's our number. A uh, couple of folks waiting on the line here, but uh, we have Don Kay. First of all, wanted to finish a thought before we get to our, our our callers. So go ahead, Don. Yeah. So just last week, Governor Gianforte and Secretary Jacobson celebrated another year of record business creation. This is really important. Senator Jacobson reported that Montana's re- registered nearly 60,000 new businesses with her office in 2023, surpassing the previous record in 22 by more of, of six, uh, by more than 6,000 businesses. So this thing went up another 10% from where the record was last time. Remember, we had Democrat uh, uh, leadership in the governor's office and for 16 years in Montana. We just now completed four years, hopefully going on our next four years, and uh, or three years, I should say, 
And we've already created these new businesses because we got uh, regulations pushed down and now businesses want to come in Montana. Recruiting and job creating businesses to Montana is creating greater opportunities for Montanans and as a top priority for the Gianforte, uh, you know, administration. And, you know, since Governor Gianforte took office, he's reformed the stack, uh, the tax code to promote business invention and job creation. This is an entrepreneur himself. We're so uh, blessed to have Governor Gianforte in there. Republicans want more jobs and less government in Montana, and that's what we're accomplishing. So what's, what happens with our friends over across the aisle is their whole strategy is to you know, complain and fight everything we're doing, just like the property tax um, rebates that we put out there, and you're going to get another one this year. Um, they voted against that. Why would they do that for the common Montana? It's because they just their only course, they have no solutions we're the ones with solutions. We're putting our agenda forward. We're getting stuff done for Montana. All right, let's get another call in. This is Skip. Skip, thanks for holding. You're on with Don K. Go ahead, please. Thank you, Peter. And good morning, Don. And I wanted to uh, ask you two, two very specific questions, if I could. One had to do with uh, last week, one of the people that, that signed up first to run for office was uh, Brad Johnson, uh, who signed up to run for Senate. And um, I, I kind of found that surprising. I, I uh, was curious if you thought there was any, anybody else that was going to jump in as a Republican to, to run for that office uh, other than Tim Sheehy. And, and, and do you, what do you think? Here's my real question is, do you think Matt's going to finally jump in? Cause it's starting to get pretty late. In addition, Second question would be, when it comes to the state convention, I heard from, from someone who I, I believe probably gave me the correct information that in order to attend the state convention this year, it's going to cost each attendee like $199. I think that was the figure that I heard. I thought that was a little, a little uh, tough on some people. I thought I'd ask you if that's, if you knew that to be correct or what you thought about that, it's almost, uh, if that's true, it's like a pay-to-play number. And so I thought I'd ask you those two questions. First, about uh, people jumping into races, and then also about the pay-to-play number. All Thank right. you, sir. Thanks for the call, Skip. Okay, Don, it's all yours. You bet. Well, thank you very much for the questions. Number one, we at the Montana Republican Party invite all these great candidates to get into these races, whether it be for the U.S. Senate, or uh, the House, or any legislative races, we like to have more choice. That's what Republicans do, uh, unlike our counterpart that usually only want, can scrounge up one person maybe to run in a race. Uh, so we're grateful for everything. As far as Mr. Rosendale, Congressman Rosendale, we fully expect him to get into the Senate race. He certainly signaled that, but he hasn't done it so th- this far, so that'll be his choice. As far as the state convention is goes, we've worked really hard in keeping the price down. That's been one of the things that I pledged to do. I'm not sure if it's 199 I think that might be the late comers uh, number, but I'm not positive. I think it's closer to $100 or maybe a hundred and a quarter. So uh, we've done really good. We have an executive board that uh, sets those prices and they're Montanans from every walk of life and uh, 
we're trying to keep it as, as uh, you know, small as we can, but we do have to pay for our expenses. You know, we have big meals and things like that. So, um, you know, it does cost things more. You can thank the Democrats for that, for inflation. Everything costs more than it used to. All right, let's uh, get another call in before we take a break. This is Eric. Eric, thank you so much for holding. Go ahead, please. Uh, thank you. Uh, there's some legislation floating around uh, the state houses of uh, or being introduced into the state houses of most of the 50 states. And this legislation is that the state will not release their National Guard their or their state guards uh, to executive oversight unless there is a declaration of war. This legislation was introduced into the Montana State House earlier this year, earlier last year, and Republicans with Democrats voted it down. And I want to know why. Do you know anything about this, and can you tell me why? Thank okay, you. thanks. Thanks for the call, Eric. Go ahead, Don. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I'll tell, tell, you tell, you what, tell you what, Don, we're looking at the clock. I know this this uh, involves just a one-sentence answer, uh, more than a one-sentence answer. We're going to come right back. Uh, telephone lines are open. We'll have Don answer Eric's question and get yours as well at 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. Coming back right after this. Hey, welcome back to Talk Back. 721-1290 is our number. And again, Don K. joining us on the phone right now. Don Couchman, chair of the Montana Republican Party. All right, Eric had uh, a, a good question for him. Sorry I didn't give you a chance to answer right after, so please go ahead. Now you have plenty of time. Yeah, Eric, uh, appreciate the, uh, the the question, you know, as far as the legislature and the uh, uh, our, our the oversight on those uh, troops. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I can tell you that we have uh, lots of differing views in the Republican Party. That's what makes us great. And they, they did vote that down. What I would suggest is that uh, any of you guys like yourself, Eric, and others that would like that to go through, which I can see why you would, and a lot of Republicans would agree with you, um, you need to get down there and let's, uh, you know, talk to the legislators that voted against it and tell them why they shouldn't. And that's how our, our that's what I love about Montana is we're very close to our uh, legislators. Uh, we know them. They're in our communities and that kind of thing, Democrat or Republican. And uh, we just need to be, you know, know those people and let them know what we think and uh, try to convince them to, to vote that way. And I think that vote was pretty close, so it could probably get uh, put through this next session with uh, with folks like yourself that want that to get through. Well, no, Don, uh, you might want to explain what, what that, uh, that uh, resolution was all about and if there was any guidance from the Republican leadership as to which direction the vote should go. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that, um, uh, Peter. I don't know if there was any uh, guidance. Typically, though, I can tell you there are very few bills where there are guidance as, unless it's something that's a priority for the party. Uh, we, we very much uh, the interesting part that you'll see in the way Republicans work. And this is what's great about uh, our representative republic that we have is that we kind of let our, our people vote their conscience, what they think. And and they do listen. Uh, really, the point that I want to make is that they do listen to the people that are, are talking to them 
and uh, lobbying them for lack of a better word to see you know to see their way so you really just need to get involved that's the way to do it um just get involved and talk to the people if you want to get the the things through but i don't i don't think that was a priority of the party um nor should it be on that particular thing when you have people that have different views on it but that being said um, that's, that's one as well as many things that can be pushed through. A lot of t- times it takes several sessions to get something pushed through. All right. Now, I, I do know that uh, with with a, a session coming up a year from now, we've got, got a little time to plan. But what I, I know what's on your mind right now is the upcoming elections in uh, 2025. And so uh, in 2024, rather. So so let, let's talk a little bit about some strategy as, as to uh, I, I know that John Tester, um, uh, 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 Tim Sheehy is running against him right now. Um uh, are, are there are there any other uh, candidates that have come forward to want to run against Mr. Tester, or is it just Mr. Sheehy? Well, I, I think Brad Johnson has been mentioned. Uh, oh, that's right. Has, yeah, has put his hat in the ring. I think there might be a couple others um, that are considering it. Obviously, uh, uh, Congressman Rosendale is considering it. But at the end of the day, Peter, Republicans hold uh, solid odds of winning back the Senate in 24. You know, uh, folks that are listening, we can get America and Montana back on track in 24. You know, Tester, you know, talking about him is truly the most corrupt, two-faced career politician in America. And let me remind you why. He is the number one recipient of lobbyist cash who benefits from tens of millions in out-of-state dark money. I want to point out to you the ads that you see on TV, they're all paid for by Chuck Schumer and Tester's liberal dark money allies. The senator continues to become everything that is wrong with Washington. He really just is another two-faced career politician who says one thing and does another. You know, I just get a kick of, out of all his ads where he's talking about hunter safety, where he voted against it. Now he's trying to be the hero. You know, this election cycle, Republicans are holding Tester accountable for failing to uphold the promises, you know, that he made to Montana. You know, everybody listen, I want to encourage you to check out twofacetester.com to find out more about the two-faced pay-to-play career politician. Here's something that we have to remember. Uh, John Tester is representing a rural state. Now, if you look at 90% of the rural states out there, they are represented by Republicans with conservative values. No matter what you think Tom Tester's values are, this is the deal. He votes with Chuck, Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden 91% of the time. And in case you were wondering, he also wrote with his party 95% of the time. And that's kind of how it works up there. John is beholden to those people. He has to vote that way. But that is not how Montana thinks. Montana is conservative. They think more Republican. It's a Republican state. Montana deserves a leader who will stand up to Biden's agenda, not be his biggest supporter. I mean, that's the bottom line. Look at the votes. No matter what you think of the rope-a-dope and, yeah, I'm a farmer and, gee, I'm out there with dirt on my boots and all that. That's all great. 
and and he's a nice guy and all that stuff you might think but at the end of the day i want to implore you to just look at his votes he votes we're seeing millions of illegal immigrants and countless drugs pour into our country and it's a direct result of the biden tester open border agenda he supports it he even said john or joe biden is doing a good job you know, the majority of Montanans don't agree with that. I'm sorry. They just don't. Well, fact, you- there's nearly 8 million illegal border crossings since Joe Biden took office. It is a disaster down there. You this had- is a national security crisis. You had- and, you know, Montana is a northern border state with a southern border problem because of these open borders. You had mentioned you might be able to stay with us just a few extra minutes. Uh, and I know Dave is waiting to visit with you. We're up against a commercial break. So we're going to take advantage of that kind offer from Don Kay. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. Get Dave's question and uh, and Don's response. Stay with us. Okay, welcome back to Talk Back. Uh, a few minutes past 930. We've got uh, uh, Don Kay, Don Kalschmidt, the chair of the Montana Republican Party, staying with us uh, for a little extra time. And uh, so we can get Dave's question in. Dave, thanks for holding. Go ahead. What's on your mind? Yeah, about dark money. As far as I remember, uh, for many years, Republicans were the number one recipients of dark money. And then and Democrats fought against it and tried to get dark money eliminated. But, but Republicans fought and said that dark money was free speech. And they oppose getting rid of dark money. Now it appears as though the tables are switched. What do you have to say to that? All right, Dave, thanks for the call. Don, go ahead. Well, at the end of the day, it's about Montana. It's not about Republicans, Democrats, or what have you. Montanans don't want this. They don't want dark money being in here. And let's face it, uh, look at Tester's um, bankroll. Where is it coming from? It's coming from Hollywood. It's coming from Washington, D.C., is coming from outside the state of Montana. Do you realize and the amount of money that is coming in here? We're going to get outspent two to one, and we're going to have money from out of state coming in too because we have to to battle it. But the problem is there's too much money in politics right now. We need to get that, uh, that cut back. I agree 100%. But at the end of the day, we're stuck with what we're stuck with. I just want people to understand that John Tester is not the guy you think he is. Everybody around us, Wyoming, New, uh, uh, North and South Dakota, um, Idaho, they all had Republic or Democrat senators over the years. They all have gotten rid of them. We got rid of all but one now. And the reason is the Democrat Party has gone so far to the left and they don't have rural values anymore. And we do. So we need to get Republicans voted voted in and whoever gets our nomination we need to vote for that person because they're going to better represent montana that's the bottom line we're not going to be voting with with the uh schumers and the back east crazies um elizabeth warren and all chuck schumer and all those guys we're not going to be voting with those guys uh, you know if you want that then vote for tester but i know you don't 90 uh, well not 90 but but at least 60 percent of you don't and that's the, that's the way we need to win this election. So we need to get Tester out of there. He's not voting right. Now I will I will tell you that uh, that the incumbent, uh, especially in, in, in a, when 
uh, in an off-year election. Uh, we have a, a main year election coming up here. Uh, an incumbent always seems to have uh, an advantage uh, until the primary and then the other uh, 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 the other opponent has a chance to get his, his or her feet on the ground and really begin campaigning. So uh, in, in your view, uh, what should Montanans be thinking, uh, at least up until the primary? Well, I think that the, the key is, you know, you're right. The incumbent, whether it's Republican or Democrat, always has an advantage. Name ID, more money, uh, special interests pouring in money to their campaigns and that kind of thing. No doubt about it. Plus, the like our guys have to, uh, uh, and gals, uh, have to work hard and get the, you know, uh, primary, get through the primary. And that doesn't end until June. So it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a tough go. There's no doubt about it. But I think this year is a little different. Uh, you know, Tim Sheehy and, and the NRSC and Montana Republican Party are pointing out the issues that John Tester has. It's not the fact that he knows how to butcher a cow and he lives on the farm and everything else. And he's a nice guy and all that. And I'd have to, like to have a beer with him. It's how he votes. We have to be pragmatic with this. Like I said, Everybody around us, North Dakota, they got rid of uh, their Democrat senators. Why? Because they had to vote with the Democrat back east crazies. That's how it works in Washington, D.C., if you, if you don't know that. They have to vote with them, whether they want to or not. Tester does not represent Montana. He just doesn't. We need a Republican in there to vote with conservative values take care of our farm ranchers, take care of our Montana business, and promote our rural values. All right, let's, uh, we have Joe waiting on the line to visit with you. Joe, good morning. You're on with Don Kay. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I thought I, I called uh, Tester Johnny come lately when he came out about the spy balloon. But, uh, you know, I think John Lott uh, really has the best argument against Tester. And I, I don't hear a lot of Republicans talk about it, but that is the fact that he voted for people like Katanji Jackson. And it's not the color of her skin. It's the content of her character. She's a activist judge who does not believe in the Second Amendment. And then he also uh, voted to appoint the uh, head of the ATF, which is another guy that's anti-gun. And I think that's uh, something that could be uh, capitalized on, you know. All right, Joe, thank, thanks for the call. Go ahead, Don. Yeah, Joe, exactly right. Thank you for that. Exactly. And again, he has to vote for these people because that's the Democrat agenda back in Washington, D.C. He has no choice. He has to. And here's another thing. Electricity is up 25 percent. Food prices are up 20 percent. Rents up 18 percent. Car insurance up 20 percent. Sporting events up 15 percent. Veterinarian services up 10 percent. Car repair up 10 percent this is all from the biden liberal crazy agenda doubling down pouring bazillions of dollars into our i know i'm exaggerating there billions of dollars into our um economy and it's not working you know it, it, we did it during covid which as it turned out was not a good move but boy to keep doubling down on this and killing industry and everything they're doing there is just insane we have to stop the madness we have to get republicans in look what happened i go back to gianforte and what his 
his deal is going um, with getting businesses to come in here. We never had that. 16 years of Democrats, we had barely any growth, if any growth. And uh, people leaving the states. I'm a business guy. People didn't want to come here. I'm from Montana. I'm going to be here regardless. But we need to bring people that are not from Montana that want to bring jobs in here to make things better for Montanans. And that's what Republicans are doing. Okay, let's uh, go ahead and get Len on the line. Len, you're on with Don Kay. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, good morning. You know, I I vote uh, a split ticket. I vote Democrat and I vote Republican. And listening to this guy talk and and the way he talks, he doesn't do a damn thing to attract me to the Republican Party. And as far as them bringing people in here, I don't want to see any more people come here. This place is getting overcrowded. I moved here because it wasn't so crowded. And, and that the, the people are running us all out of here that have lived here for years. And I don't think that's such a great deal. You know, and, and, and as far as the Republican Party and everything they've done to us or for us, I don't see that it's been that great. And I, I don't care. And you can run Tester down all you want. But John Tester has gone to bat for us several times on stuff, that problems that we've had. And he has helped the veterans more than any other senator going. And so you can badmouth him all you want, but you're not getting through to me. All right, Len. That's all thank, I got to say. Thanks for the call. And, Don, we're going to have you respond to that when we come back. Also, Catherine's waiting to visit with you. We'll be right back after this. Spartans Tuning's rep. Okay, we're back on Talkback, and uh, Don Kay uh, can only can be with us just a few more minutes. So, uh, Don, go ahead and wrap up. Uh, I know there was some pretty severe, uh, some pretty severe criticism there from uh, from Len. So, go ahead. No, that's fine, Lynn. I appreciate your call. I really do. It's good to get some pushback there. But I want to remind you, that's what a United States senator is supposed to do. He's supposed to take care of Montana. So does Steve Dane. So does Max Fox. Do that. You get a look and you'll get that. I'm a veteran. I'm a United States Marine. And I'm going to tell you right now that John Tester is not the, the friend of the veterans you think he is. Talk to other veterans, especially the younger veterans. They see through it. They know that John Tester was against the PACT Act before he was for it. They know that John Tester... Hey Don, you you are you are you are cutting out, and so I, I know you had to leave anyway. But uh, we appreciate your, your being with us this morning. I'm sorry we couldn't uh, we couldn't continue that. All right, but we do have folks waiting on the line right now. So uh, unfortunately, Don had to go, but Catherine is still with us. Catherine, good morning, and thanks for holding. You're on Talkback. What's on your mind? Yeah. Well, I was going to ask him, um, what is the Montana government doing in response to the federal and tribal plans to breach the four? dams on the lower snake river and also is the is montana um developing any alternative plans for energy in montana if this goes through that is a very very good question (laughs) that that's something i'd like to know myself yeah yeah because um it's going to we have don back oh oh, don don is back don good morning uh don uh, catherine had a quick question for you Oh, okay, Catherine. Uh, go, go ahead, Catherine. What's your question for Don? Please go ahead. Catherine, Catherine's not on the line. Oh, Catherine. Okay. Uh, Catherine's question was this. Uh, with, with what's going on uh, with the Snake River and trying to dam 
uh, trying to uh, remove those dams. Uh, was wondering uh, with with the energy problem that we're, that the entire West Coast and of course will also suffer if that happens. Uh, are there any plans uh, by the Republican Party to do anything about that? Well, we need to look at the. Thank you, Catherine, for the question. I'm sorry I got cut off there. I don't know if it was me or what have you, but to answer that, you know, you guys know where where I'm at with the John Tester situation. We we need to look at how he votes. Now, going back to your question, okay, we had a real big problem up here in Flathead County with the lake, and Missoula County was in, involved in this too, Lake County, et cetera, because a lot of people from Missoula have places up here. And we had this problem with snowpack, and we let a lot of this stuff through. And I'm starting to learn a little bit more how this works. We have to take care of the people downstream. And as far as the getting to that question, I need to look into that a little bit uh, and ask my, our leadership what we're uh, thinking on that. So that's a good question for me to take forward. As I close up uh, today, I just want to appreciate everybody in Missoula County for listening. I know some of you disagree. God bless you. I love you anyway. Um, I just want to make the point that uh, Republicans are, in my view, are doing a very good job. Uh, if you look at what's going on, uh, Republicans uh, up and down the ballot. I'm going to encourage you to vote. I'm going to encourage you to get out to vote and make sure that we have uh, our majorities back so we can get things done for the people in Montana. And Peter and KGBO, we appreciate you having us on. God bless you all. All right. You take care of yourself. Thank you, Don. Appreciate it. All right. Let's see. Let's continue on with calls. Uh, Mike uh, is waiting. Mike, I'm sorry Don had to leave, but please, what's your what's your question? Go ahead. Oh, I just was going to say ditto to what Len had said. Um, that was about it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks for the call. <laughs> All right. So, so, so basically, what we have now is open phones for the next oh twelve minutes or so. Uh, if you have something on your mind, not necessarily about politics, that'd be great. Give us a call at seven two one twelve ninety or one eight hundred five six eight five three zero nine. So, how's everybody holding up in the cold? I mean, uh, we, we've had a couple of very, very, uh, 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 very frigid weekend, uh, very cold, um, uh, very cold conditions out there. Want to want to see how folks are doing? If if you're if you're doing okay, if you had your pipes frozen, and if you did, did you get some help? Uh, you know, Missoula is always very uh, neighborly to help folks who are in trouble. So. At least they are in my neighborhood. Uh, let's get Emmett on the line. Emmett, good morning. It's open phone, sir. What's on your mind? Thanks for taking my call. Well, a couple of things. That's a good opener. Well, um, I pretty much stayed home. I just was isolated and had my videos and my books and my prayer for about four days. You know, I went outside yesterday and that kind of thing, and I needed, you know, but... Um, uh, basically, I went to Mass because a friend of mine took me back and forth. But, you know, I, w- I was isolated. You know, I, I didn't mind. I had enough groceries, and I did not mind a four-day staycation. That was pretty good. I liked it. I was able to get out when it was zero degrees. That was like summer. That was like summer, but it was very, very cold, and just um, I was ha- able to have enough food. And But I entertained myself and prayed, and that was good. Uh, but that's how, what I did. But my question, and this is what I was going to ask Don, uh, is this. Why in the heck is the liberal media so surprised that Donald Trump won the Iowa caucus? Why do they think that people are driven away from Trump? 
I mean, they met some Trump supporters, and they were shocked that they were Christians. And I was going to ask him, why don't, why, don't, why don't liberals just ask Trump supporters why they love Trump? Why do they still not understand the Trump supporter or understand that people want to vote for him? Look, with all that they've done to Trump, they've made Trump a messiah, a martyr. If you ever read Dune, I, I'd like to reread Dune after I'm done reading The Silmarillion. It, it's just like out of Dune. They, you know, he's a, and I have not read the second book of Dune. I don't want to spoil it. I've heard what <laughs> happens to Paul Muad'Dib, but they've made him Paul Muad'Dib. You know, Uso. They've made him the Quisex Hatterack with the persecution that they've done, and the Trump supporters feel that we've are being destroyed as well. I mean, I was playing the Star Wars music when the media was having the meltdown last night. I, I just don't understand. I wanted to ask Don Kay this, but maybe you have an explanation as to why the liberals won't talk to a Trump supporter or come to Montana to talk to a Trump supporter. Are they that isolated? Are they this afraid of this? Afraid of us? I don't understand. Well, if you uh, have any explanation. Okay. Well, I, I can tell you this. Uh, thanks for the call, Emmett. Uh, I, I will tell you that it it, it is it's mind blowing to me that. Donald Trump would all of a sudden be the underdog. And I think America loves, just naturally loves an underdog. And they, they feel he's being, he's being, uh, many feel he's being persecuted, uh, for, for whatever. And they say, you know what? I'm just going to stand up for somebody that I think, uh, deserves another chance. So there you go. And w- with that, we're up against a break. We have Harry and Tom coming up after this one minute time. I will get your calls in. Sorry, Don K couldn't be with us, uh, couldn't stay with us, but we'd love to have your calls uh, for open phones when we come back. Okay, welcome back to Talk Back. 721 is our number. 1-800-568-5309. Or, of course, if, if you don't have the KGVO app yet, I wish you'd go ahead and download it. It's absolutely free. You can use it for many ways uh, to find out what's going on on KGVO. You can listen live uh, to this program anywhere in the world you might be. You can also use the Message Us button to uh, send in your questions for TalkBack. So let's get Harry on the line. Harry, good morning. Thanks for holding. Welcome back. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, first of all, just a real quick comment on what Don Kane was saying. That I mean, that I find it kind of interesting that when Jim uh, Forte gives checks back to the people, that's the greatest thing ever. But when the federal government, they do the same thing. Oh, it's terrible. It ruins the economy. I, you know, it's how you place it. I mean, if you say well, the federal government is giving back uh, uh, ch- uh, taxes, which is what it was pretty much because most of it went to businesses who paid more taxes, you know, that's, that sounds better than just, oh, just giving a handout. So, I mean, you know, I, f- I find it funny. But anyway, as as to uh, what I really want to call is uh, Trump, I mean, I I don't think they were surprised that Trump won. It's just that, you know, it was uh, they're questioning why Christians who spouse, you know, morals and you know, upstanding all this, and yet they want to vote in a very immoral very lou- uh, lying person that, you know, it seems to be incongruent with what they they always preach. But I, uh, well, could, I uh, Harry, Harry can, I, can I ask you a question? Are, are, uh, there, are there any, quote, saints, end quote, in your view, running for office right now? Oh, no, I, but, I, but there are certain people, more higher morals than uh, Trump. I mean, uh, Pence, Pence, I disagree with about most of his things, but I think he's a very, very moral man. I think uh, with... Uh, one Mitt Romney, he's a very immoral man. So I mean, you know, there's there's levels. I mean, I, you know, obviously 
being a politician, there's always a amount of lying going on. But there's, you know, to go, sink that low as as Trump. But uh, I, I personally, I don't. Uh, I'm not afraid of Trump. I'm afraid of his followers, of the people that who, because he only go if he gets voted in, he only do, take as much power as they let him have. And if he, the Senate takes is a, a Republican and the Congress of the Republicans, how much are they going to oh, give him? How much power are they going to let him have? How much stuff, damage can he do? It's, you know, it's uh, the people who, the followers, they're the, I mean, I always, I've said it before, it wasn't Hitler was dangerous. It was the people who blindly follow him. You know, it's the, the cult people, because they're the, you know, they, they, there's callers on this on the thing that will, if uh, Trump said, oh, we're going to round up all the people that dislike, I dislike, they'll be cheering them on. Yeah, yeah, round those people up. I mean, they're they're terrible. They're anti-America. They're, you know, enemy of the people. Round up all the immigrants. They're uh, poisoning the blood of America. I mean, so these people will cheer them on. I mean, they will let him do whatever he wants to. He he said it, you know, he, he could kill somebody on the uh in Man or in uh, downtown Manhattan, and they would nothing would happen to him because they would say, "Oh, he that guy probably deserved it." Uh, just you know wow. that, that to me. Wow. Well, he said it. I mean, Trump is the one who said that. I, I yeah, I didn't hear anybody say no, no, no. I heard you know, well, they just sort of passed it off. I mean, even he he said, that, "Well, this is the most uh, the, talking about his uh, legal problems. This is so terrible that we should maybe t- change all the laws and ru- rules, even the Constitution." And I heard very, uh, very little about you know people disagree. There's few, but most of them that just sort of let it pass. And this is the man who supposed to be supporting the Constitution and talking about well we should change it because I because they're using the Constitution against me. So you know that's and and if uh, you want to listen to people who, who uh, work with him, all these people who uh, if. You don't, uh, you know, there's certain Democrats, of course, are going to uh, go against him. But there's actual people who worked with him, all people he had on his cabinet all, that came out and said, this guy is not fit to be president. And they were not disgruntled. They were people who worked, uh, were there with him, who understand him. So, I mean, if you're going to listen to somebody, I mean, I that, that find that the most interesting right. is how many people work with him who said he's... He's unfit. Harry, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All right, thanks for your perspective. Tom is next. Tom, good morning. You're on Talkback. We have exactly two and a half minutes, sir. What's on your mind? Okay, good morning. Here come the the Hitler, uh, you know, uh, comparisons, uh, Donald Trump's Hitler. Anyway, I just kind of like to respond to Len's call about, uh, you know, people moving to Montana. You know, it's kind of like I'm in the lifeboat now. Pull up the ladder. Nobody else gets to come. And I know when uh, we first moved here to Corvallis was back in the early 2000s. Uh, I don't know what the population of Missoula was. Maybe you would know better. Fifty thousand. I don't know. Now it's seventy or you know I don't know the exact numbers. But you know it's your radio station depends on people buying the products that you advertise. And you know people that have children here depend on growth so their their families can stay in montana you know it's this this anti anti people coming to montana is it kind of gets me uh, you know i i'm at ace hardware all the time i i've built a barn i've i've bought a house in the rental home in missoula i've i've contributed a lot to the economy of montana and continue to do so you know and with work and just recently had the house painted a auxiliary generator put in they're coming to put in some new garage doors uh next monday uh you know i i just gets me that people like len decide that he's here he came here for a for a better life, and now nobody else is allowed to come. All right. Well, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 
All right. All right. There you go. There you go. That's (laughs) that's uh, that's good quintessential open phone stuff. So. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. By the way, we are completely out of time. Uh, so it's time for me to ask my compatriot over there, our producer, uh, uh, Nick Christensen, uh, who's coming up on tomorrow's fabulous radio program. Our friend and resident CPA, Walt Caro, 8 to 10. All right. He'll be, tax he'll be with us for the whole two hours. So it's worked out really well. Uh, so many people have tax questions, especially as we're coming into the new year. And uh, I, well, we're, I, I, I just got my W-4 from the uh, from our company so time to get started to getting your taxes done so that's a really good time to have Walt on the air with us so if you have a question uh for about taxes tomorrow will be the time to call talk back cuz Walt will be with us for two full hours from 8 to 10 so again on behalf of uh, of Robin Driscoll and Don Kay and everybody who has been on the air today we really appreciate it um and thank you for all your calls agree or disagree that is the spirit of talk back. And again, I appreciate the fact that you're mostly polite. <laughs> anyway, um, but to get out there and have a wonderful day, please stay warm, stay protected, and drive safely. The roads can be a little bit slick. We have some snow expected the next couple of days. So let's take care of each other. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.